Hello everyone, I hope you're doing still good, even though we have a coronavirus, because I still believe that the power of God and the love of God is even stronger than all our circumstances. That's absolutely good news. The topic today is uh, God is stronger than any circumstances. And I really believe that because there are two reasons in our lives, actually. First of all, we have seen the goodness of God in our lives, right? I think everyone, you have experienced at least one big miracle in your life. When you're looking back and you can see, yeah, I've seen the goodness of God. I've seen the transformation power of God in my life. Right now, I'm speaking to an amazing camera we're doing online. And for a lot of churches, that seems like a normal thing for you guys. But 20 years ago, I will never forget that moment. A young guy approached me. And say, Pastor Leo, I have an idea. What would uh, happen if we start a video team, like a camera and a TV uh, team, and we're doing recording for our church celebrations? I have to be honest, I start to laugh very loud, because in those days, our church was maybe 200 people, and there were no such thing as a television thing for us. And he says, can you imagine? We have a screen on the left and the right hand side, and I'm doing the filming and recording, and people not only can see you on stage, they can you see left and right. And I had to laugh again because I said, we are only 200 people. That doesn't make sense at all. He said, okay, Avalopi stopped. And he sold his car. And he bought, with that money, uh, uh, video equipment, um, cameras, and everything. And he started, actually, the video team in our church. And 20 years ago, we, we started to laugh about it. But now, 20 years later now, in the time of corona, I think back, and I've seen... The goodness of God, God used a stubborn Swiss young guy who bought the stuff, he sold the car because his vision was bigger than the circumstances. That's why I have seen the goodness of God. That's why don't stop. Don't stop singing. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop giving. Don't stop praising. Don't stop shining. And don't stop glorify the name of Jesus Christ because he is and always will we have seen all together the goodness of God in some way in our lives, right? The second fact is, I have heard. I have heard so many good stories. When I read the Bible, the Bible is packed from the beginning to the end with stories after stories after stories. And God is telling one story. I am bigger and stronger than any circumstances. There can be nothing that God can hinder to do signs and miracles. Can you imagine two million people with Moses? They were standing in front of the sea. They were like in a pat pat situation behind the enemy. And in front of the sea, but God split the sea because even the sea cannot stop the kingdom of God. They entered into the desert. No grocery store, nothing. No McDonald's, no Burger King, no Starbucks, nothing. And God said, not even that is a problem for me. Every day God rained manna from heaven and it was a rock and the rock followed the people of God. And from the rock every day, fresh, lovely Swiss water was pouring out of the rock. They had even water. Not even the desert could dry out the people of God. When God said, enter the, 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 the city of Jericho, there was the word impossible because the walls were so thick and so high and so strong. And God said, don't worry. Just walk around one day, then the next day, in seven days, seven times, and then the last time you blew into the horns. And when you do that, the walls will fall down. And it happens actually. No sea and no desert and no walls can hinder the kingdom of God. Then God, Goliath stood up in front of the people of God. Therefore, now it's over. 
God, God put the young shepherd guy named David. He came, had no clue about anything, but he believed that God is able, God can do. God is a God of signs and miracles. He took the stone and he killed that giant. I have heard so many stories. No sea and no desert, no weapons can be against you because God is able and stronger than any circumstances. And why I'm telling you that? Because a lot of people, you worry, you have anxiety, you have panic attacks, and I want to say to you, God is able and stronger. But now comes the question. If God is really able, if God is really strong, why would not stop God stop the coronavirus? I mean, this is a very good question because the whole world is praying like crazy, like never before. We're praying from every day, God do something and stop the coronavirus. Yes, God can and could stop the coronavirus with one word, and it could say, Coronavirus, be calm in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and then the whole thing will be over. But why does God not stop that virus? And I think there's a reason why. Because we are a very smart uh, nation, and we are very intellectual, and we have a lot of innovations, and we are really, right now, we believe we can also live without God. And God is saying, really? <laughs> really? But what will happen if a small virus will stop the whole entire world. And I want to read a Bible verse. And this is actually an amazing story that Jesus actually told in Luke chapter 17, verse 26 to 29. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given marriage up to the day Noah entered the dark ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. In the same in the days of Lot, people were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Now add this Bible verse with the following sentence. Just as it was in the days of February 2020. Can you imagine? To, if you came to me and say, hey, Pastor Leo, in two months, the world will be locked down, I would laugh at you and say, this is impossible. Because we are a strong nation, the globe is so doing well, I cannot imagine that. And I think this is a warning sign from God in heaven to warn us, the local church and all the Christians around the world because we have fallen unseen gods like money, entertainment, lazy, we're going to church, we're not going to church, read the Bible, then we don't read the Bible, we go to church and we don't go to church. And I think it's very important that we read those warning signals very, very in a clear way. Now a lot of people say, I don't get it. I mean, God is somehow a horrible God. When I enter open the Old Testament, there's a lot of killing and sharing bloods and all those things. That, that cannot be a loving God. But often we forgot that God gave several times a warning message to the people of God, to the Egypt people, to so many people. They warned them again and again and again. And after he warned them maybe 10 times, and the number 10 stands for tests, 10 times, God came to the conclusion, it doesn't make sense anymore. And then God brought judgment over people. And I really believe 
that the coronavirus is a message from God to us people. It's awakening call. Church, wake up. In terms of praising God, going to church, reading the Bible, make God the center again in giving and being on fire for the most important thing. That's the kingdom of God. I want to show you a clip. Um, uh, I saw it uh, uh, last week uh, on Instagram. There's a lot of good clips going uh, around the Instagram. But here's a clip about uh, in Brazil. In Brazil, there's also people have to stay at home. And one guy started to praise and worship. And the whole neighborhood were praising and singing so loud with fire and passion. Because we cannot stop praising God. We cannot stop worshiping God. Because we have seen and we have heard the goodness of God. Here is the story. to be honest, when I saw this clip, I saw people praising God. We cannot stop praising God, the goodness of God. I was really moved to tears. If you want to see this clip again, it's very simple. You can follow me on Instagram. And here's this amazing clip. And I saw it again and again and again. It's a very encouraging story that people around the globe, even though in a crisis, we will not stop praising God. We will not stop singing to God. We will not stop giving to God. And we will not stop shining for the kingdom of God. The last couple of Sundays we preached about the Pesach and the Pesach festival. You have to understand always in a context of the story. If you want to understand the Bible, it's always a context of a story before and a story behind. And the people of God, they experience ten plagues. And the plagues means ten stands for test. Ten times God was testing the people of God and also the Egypt people. And ten times God was warning them in a very, very loud, noisy way. And here is the story. The ninth pledge, they brought a sheep into the house because they know we have to sacrifice that sheep in the Pesach day. And they brought the sheep into their houses. And in the ninth pledge, something very special happened. For three days and nights, it was dark. But only in the houses of the people of God were light. You can imagine, everyone could see it. Those people, they're believing in God, they have light. And those that are not believing in God, it's dark. Because the Egypt people, they had four basic beliefs. And I just want to read these four basic beliefs. The first belief was Pharaoh, he was God. The second belief was the Egyptians, they worshipped the Nile for a good harvest. And the third belief was the belief that animals are symboling a divining thing. And the fourth belief was they worshipped the sun. 
But here's the point. They worshipped the sun, but now the sun was not out for three days and nights. God was actually sending a message, a warning message to the people of God and to the Egypt people. And we have to read and understand those warning signals from God. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, I want to read it to you. On the same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. Please underline two things. God is sending a warning message to the people of God and even to the Egypt people. He's saying, I will judge all their gods in Egypt, all their gods, all their beliefs. And I will show you, people of God, I am the Lord. We have to understand those ten pledges went for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It was not like uh, in ten days, ten pledges. It was weeks and weeks and weeks. The people of God, they were in the midst of these strategies. And here is an amazing story about the ten pledge. And I want to give you a, a background what those pledges actually had the meaning for their people uh, in those times. And here is a message. Ten times God is sharing a message. I am stronger. I can do better than all their gods. God is saying right now to you, if you worry, if you extend it, if you have a panic attack, I am stronger than any circumstances. The first God was actually the Neil God, Happy. God turned the water in the Nile into blood. Can you imagine? The people in Egypt, they believe that the water is so important for our harvest. They worship the water. God came and said, oh, you worshiping the Nile? No big deal. I will smash it with blood. And then stunk so crazy. And God blamed the first God. The second pledge was the frogs. The Egypt god of the frogs was Path, and Path stands for purity and life. They worship the frogs. Can you imagine God saying, oh my gosh, you're worshiping frogs? Purity? And God sent millions and millions and millions of frogs. They were not clean anymore. There were frogs in the oven, frogs in their houses, frogs by the pharaoh, and all the frogs, they died and purity was over, life was over, instinct so crazy. And God said, even though you frog God, it sucks. It's not strong enough. The first, a third attack was the plague of Liz and Nats. Because their God was set, was the father over all the Egypts and God. God created those things out of nothing. And God was saying, you have gods over gods and gods, but I am the God Almighty. And I'm stronger than anything. The pledge number four was the flies. The god Baal Zebub was the god of flies. They believed that the beetles and insects are gods. And God was sending flies all over Egypt. And the people, they went crazy. And the, the animals got crazy. And God was saying, you God is a little bit like a fly god. But I am stronger and bigger and I can do much more. The attack number five was the pestilence. Um, it was like the gardeners was the hatter. He looked like a cow, actually. And this was for the first time the people really believed if this happened, it's because we have sinned. 
This pledge actually was a message from God to the Egypt people. Do you really believe that your lifestyle is holy? You stink, you suck, you are sinners. And God kicked that God away too. Pledge number six, boils. Their medicine God was Imhotep. And for the very first time in all the six pledges, now God was touching now the people. Before it was the animal, it was maybe the water, it was, it stinks crazy, but now God was attacking the people. God said, oh, you God is an amazing doctor, Do you, he's not able to help. And God was saying, I am the God, you healer, Yahweh Rapha, I can heal, but you God is not even able to stop those things. God number seven, the pledge was heavily, heavily hail, the gods of nuts. He was in charge of stopping hail because hail meant actually for them that the whole harvest will be destroyed forever. That means God was pushing their, um, their, their, their harvest actually. And God was saying, oh, you God is not able to stop heavy hail. This was a message from God to the people of God and even though to the Egypt people. God number eight, I will judge all the gods of Egypt was the locust. Their goddess was Sariah. And here again, God started to touch people, the animal, and everything. And God was saying, you try to protect everything with your gods, but you gods are not able to help. But check out the people of God, they're living in houses. They're the only people, they have some lights. Plaques number nine, three days of darkness. Their God was Ra. Ra, they worshipped him as the God of sun. The ninth pledge, everyone was able to see in the houses of the people of God where is light, but outside is darkness. I want to ask you a question. Nine times God was sending a warning message to the Egypt people, a warning message even though to the Israelites, Either you can see it, you go on your knees, you bow down, you confess that Jesus Christ, our God, is our Lord and Savior, or you move on. You can move on. Coronavirus, you can move on after the coronavirus. But this is a message from God to the church, to everyone. Are you on fire? Is Christ really the center? Or you share your life a little bit, church, a little bit, the world? What is your position? Pledge number 10. That of the firstborn People and animals. And this was a very, very hard attack from God. Their God was Pharaoh. And God was saying right now, I gave you nine times a message. You could repent nine times. You saw it. You experienced. You could see the difference between the people of God and the world. But you still move on. Is this really the case? And here is the point when you study the Old Testament, you see why is the judgment of God so hard? He kills people and whole nation. Why is that so? You have to understand. Nine messages for many, many weeks. Everyone was able to see it and to hear the cry of the animals. It stunk and people were screaming, but they moved on. God was saying the 10 plagues, you can decide to stay alive or you die. And here are two points, and I will read the Bible verse to you guys, just to give you the background in verse 13 in Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. 
The blood will be a sign for you and the house where you are. And, and then I will see the blood. I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Here is a very, very good news from God Almighty. If you have the blood, if you're covered with the blood, I will pass by. The word Pesach means I will pass by. The passing by is in our hands. Either we position myself in Christ or I am lukewarm, a little bit worldly, and God will say the judgment has also an effect actually for you. What the people of God, what they did, they killed the lamb one year, no blame, was perfect. They killed it and then they put the blood and put the blood by the doors. As a sign, God, here is the blood. The blood was painted over wood. This is a symbolic message. Jesus Christ, he will, he will die on a tree, on wood. And his blood will be shared for you and me, that we will not be judged. Judgment has no power anymore for you and me. Can you imagine when they did that? It was a statement to the seen and unseen world, to all the Egyptian people, that the spirit of death will pass by. What an amazing message from God to you and me. I would love to close the message with two points about the blood. The blood, number one, the blood of God protects us. God was saying, if the blood of Christ is there, you will be protected. And I heard an amazing story many, many years ago, and I want to give you just a message about it. There was a guy who lived in a house with a whole family, but around the house there were two wolves, and they were really poisoned. And the wolf, they killed a lot of chickens and everything, and the, the guy said, I, I'm enough of those wolves. He took an oil, and he said, the oil re representing the blood of Christ. And he walked out of the house, and he put the oil into the ground, and he walked around the house and said, I will draw the bloodline, a bloodline around my house. This house is in this bloodline. It's like circled, and nothing can enter this bloodline. If something entering this bloodline has an evil spirit, it will be killed immediately. He covered his house with oil representing the blood of Christ, the same thing what the Israelites did in those days. The next morning when the, the guy got up, he saw two wolves laying on the floor, on the ground, and they were dead. They were crossing the bloodline. When I heard that message, I realized there is power and protection in the blood of Jesus Christ. If you are covered with the blood of Christ, no demons can harm you. Not even the devil can be against you. No sickness can hit you because I am blessed and protected and covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. When I heard that story, when we bought our house, I oiled my house, my entrance with oil. I said, here is my entrance. My way out and my way in are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter who enters my house, but no evil spirit can enter my doors. And we oiled every single door in our apartment, every single doors, and we wrote some Bible verses on those doors. And I will never forget, a lot of people said to me, now you get religious? This is weird. Do you think that makes a difference? 
And often we as a church, we're losing the message. There is a message. If you're covering your doors with the oil representing the blood of Christ, there is a message in the unseen world that God is stronger than anything else. No circumstances can stop the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is stronger. You can imagine that day when the angel of death passed the Israelites, but not the house of the Egypt. They have been judged by God after 10 different messages. The number 10 means 10 tests. The second thing is we are protected. The blood of God revives us. What I mean by revives us? Sometimes when I hear people, they, they're going to a rough season, they're, they get sick somehow, sick somehow, and they're going to the doctor in the hospital and they took blood checks and so on. When they're coming back, they're saying, hey, after month and month and month of doing blood checks, I understand every single detail in the blood because in the blood you can read everything. In the blood you can read why I have, what happens, and so on. And here is a story. The blood of Christ is stronger than you think it is. The day I receive Jesus Christ, that means the blood of Christ is flowing through my veins. That healing and provision and grace and joy and happiness, all the spiritual gifts are flowing to our veins. But the problem is often people looking at us and judging us from the outside. From the outside, this blood looks really silly, right? Very funny. Sometimes people are judging you from the outside, they give you a certain look, right? And in that look is actually a message. They judge you what they see is what they believe you are. But I want to share with you an amazing story. The, the strong horses, the, 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 the track horses, they're running so fast. Nobody will pay or buy a horse only from the outside what you see, how tall and strong it looks from the outside. The value of a horse is not what you see, how you judge from the outside. The value of your Christian life is not what you see from the outside. It's not what people judge and people think and the look that people give to you, right? The value of a horse is in the bloodline. You're paying millions of dollars because of the bloodline. The bloodline defines the speed and the strength of a horse. The same thing is with you. Your bloodline defines your strength and your speed and your anointing. And the anointing of God, the blood of Jesus Christ is running to your way. That means you are a child of the Most High God. You belong to the family of God. Nothing can touch you. Nothing can harm you because God is with you, for you. He's protecting you. And God is pushing you from glory to glory, from anointing to anointing, from level to level. That even the coronavirus cannot stop the calling of God, the provision of God, and the healing of God, and the joy of of the Lord. Can I hear a strong amen? The blood of Christ actually flows through your vein. When God looks at you, he sees forgiveness. When God looks at you, he sees restoration takes place. He sees you doing stronger than ever because the blood of Christ defines who you are. And you are a child of God, marked 
with the blood of Jesus Christ. Shared once and all, there will be no slaughtering anymore, no killing of animals more. Once for all, Christ died on my behalf on that cross. In closing, church, why cannot the devil and a virus stop the kingdom of God? It's very, very simple. Last week, on my Instagram, I showed that amazing picture. And if you want to see this picture, just follow me on Instagram. It's very, very simple. But here's the picture. Here's an eagle who takes care for the little ones. The Bible says, God is like an eagle. How to learn the eagle to fly. This is an amazing picture. Check this out for a moment. This is the position of God Almighty in your life. He's watching you. He's surrounding you. You never walk alone. But sometimes we get worried and we start to get a little bit panic. Just turn that picture around and you will see and you will figure out it's Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for my sins, for my failures. The angel of death and judgment will pass by because I am covered and protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. Judgment has nothing to do with us anymore. Hey, you are forgiven. Nothing can take you out of the hands of God. And that's good news. Once for all, you are saved, covered, redeemed by this amazing blood of Jesus Christ. Judgment will pass by because it's not our statement anymore. In closing of the message, I would love to pray for those people, maybe you, in this crisis, you start to realize Christ is not my center anymore. I'm not on fire anymore. Some along the journey, I lost my calling, I lost the vision, I lost the happiness and joy in Jesus Christ. And I want to love to invite you to receive this blood, receive Jesus Christ for your whole household, for everything that God has given you. And God will forgive you all your sins and everything. If this is you, you want to make Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for the very first time, or you want to do recommitment, just pray with me. I will pray one sentence. And wherever you are, please pray with me and make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior for the very first time, or you do a recommitment again. Jesus Christ, here I am. Thank you so much for my unique life. I have failed and I have sinned. And I ask you right now for forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. You're the center of my life. Please bless me and protect me. Please lead me and guide me. I want to be yours forever. The Bible says when you pray this prayer, you are forgiven. You're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You belong to the family of God. Your name is written in the book of life. There's no judgment anymore for you. And the angel of God will pass you by because you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, for me it's such an encouraging message that every God who is against God, God is stronger. And even though in the coronavirus it looks like a big giant, no Goliath, 
and no Jericho. Nothing could stop the kingdom of God. And I think we have to position ourselves again to glorify His name. We cannot stop singing, worshiping, praising, giving, shining for Jesus Christ. Can you get up for a moment wherever you are? And let's praise the mighty name of Jesus Christ because God is stronger. No circumstances can be against the kingdom of God. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him.
Hey, the word you are holy means I'm separated for God. Hey, and I want to read a Bible verse to you. And this Bible verse looks a little bit maybe harsh to you guys. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21 and 22, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than that? And God is just asking a question. We cannot eat in the, at the table of the Lord, be in those houses and stay protected. But then from Monday to Saturday, we're leaving that house and we're sitting on the table of demons. And God is asking us, everyone and myself as well, is Jesus Christ the center? Is He really holy? Holy means separated. I separate my life from the world and I stay in the house of the Lord. I am covered and protected by His blood. This is a statement. And I think in, the, in those situations of the coronavirus, God is asking us, the whole entire world who is locked down, who is your God? It's money, entertainment, sport, vacation your God or is God really the God above all God judged all the Egyptians kings and gods and I think right now God is kicking all our hidden gods and God is asking us as the whole entire church is Christ the center maybe you are worrying right now about your life family your job whatever I want to say to you right now God has not changed in every success, God is your provider, right? And right now in the deepest valley, is God still your provider? And the song, You're Holy, is a statement. And I just want to encourage you, wherever you are, make Christ the center of your life again. In terms of giving, praising, and worshiping, shining, doing ministry, make Him the center. And please sing this song. As a statement, Christ, you are holy. You are you are the center. You are sing it in your houses. You are holy. You are holy. You alone. You are holy. You are holy. If you are afraid, sing that song over your fear. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy. If you are afraid to get sick, sing it. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy. If you're afraid losing your job, you are holy. You are holy. You are holy. I God. Sing it. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy. For all the pastors and doing ministry, your fear of running out of money. How will the church look like in some month? God has not changed. Church is not a building. 
Church is not a structure. He is all over, omnipresent. He is omnipresent. You are holy. Yes. You are holy. I trust. Sit on the table of the Lord. I pray right now for all those people you worry you get into the panic modus and you really belong to those people maybe you live it older maybe not so strong and fit and I pray right now over your life that the blood of Jesus Christ is protecting you you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ you marked in the hands of God Almighty and I pray for you that the shield of faith will protect you your health your income your outcome I pray for your family. I pray for your kids. I pray for everything that God has entrusted you. I pray even though for your calling. I pray for your dreams and ability that God has given you. And I want to say to you right now, no circumstances can hinder the promise of God. No circumstance can stop the goodness and grace of God Almighty. Nothing on planet Earth because the blood of Jesus Christ is running to your way the blood of Christ the blood of Christ is running right now to you I pray for a fresh spirit I pray for the joy in the Lord is my strength and I pray right now you come stronger out of that crisis and we have entered this crisis because he is and he always will be proclaim his name sing his name come on church